Well, tonight we're going to start in James chapter 1, and then we're going to spend most of the evening in Romans uh, chapter 8, talking about faith and prayer. And in James, pastor's been talking about James chapter 1, verses 22 through 24, in the King James Version. But be ye doers of the word. Doers of the what? Tell your neighbor, say, be a doer of the word. And not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Forget what manner of man he was. This is what Pastor Learfeld's been talking about, about reminding ourselves what kind of people we are who we are, what we have for us, what we have in store for us, what God has not only promised us, but you understand, it's a great thing to say that's the promise of God, but how many understand it's a different thing to walk in the promises of God? And that's what we're talking about, walking in the promises of God. You know, it's great to get a victory, but how many all know it's better to walk in the victory? It's great to get a healing, but it's, re- it's greater to walk in the health of God. And uh, so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about overcoming. We're talking about on a consistent basis. We're talking about in every area of your life. And this battle that takes place between your spirit man and the flesh. The battle that takes place between the spirit man and the flesh You know, Pastor said something a couple of weeks ago that I thought was fantastic, and he said, because God's people are biblically ignorant, they are spiritually blind. So the more the Word you get into you, the more you act on the Word of God, the stronger you become, and actually the more spiritual you become. And Pastor's been dealing with that about uh, how people try to do shortcuts, and they try to make up for not acting on the word. But there is no way around it. Tell your neighbor, say, there's no way around it. Tell your neighbor, say, especially you. There's no way around it for you. Go and tell them and say, there's no way around it for you. Right? You have to act on the word. You have to act on the word. And the body of Christ in large has missed this truth, has missed this, uh, this principle of walking out in victory. You know, I know Pastor Lear folks can be talking about the winning mentality on Father's Day, guys, night out. But, you know, they did that documentary a few years ago about Michael Jordan, and he talked about how it's one thing to get to the top, and then it's another thing to what? To stay on the top, right? And it's one thing to get to a whole new level, but it's another thing, what? To stay on that level and to continue on. And that's what we're talking about, walking in his victory. Because what happens is, since knowledge throws its dark mantle over our spirit man, and too often times we forget, and his ability is at work in us. We forget. We forget. Why is this? I don't know. But it's true. We forget. We forget. We have to remind ourselves. We have to remind ourselves on a consistent basis not just a daily basis, but also a consistent basis. We forget the name of Jesus and its authority. 
we forget that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And the moment we question, we will, will we ever make it, what happens? The Spirit of God reminds us who we are in Christ, and then we joyously take our place once more. So we have to constantly remind ourselves of these truths. Constantly, constantly, constantly remind ourselves of these truths. And we'll talk about why that is the case tonight. We oftentimes forget our righteousness. We have to remind ourselves what the Word says about us, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that, everybody say, so that. In other words, here's why he did it. Here's the reason why he did it. He became sin for us, so that, not just that we would get, not have to go to hell, but so that we would become the righteousness of God in uh, that we might become the righteousness of God. So he did that so that we could walk in the victory that he has provided for us. So Satan would like to take every adverse circumstance in our lives to get us to forget our worthiness and our ability to stand in the presence of God unashamed. How many of y'all know Satan wants you to back down? Right? Satan wants you to back down. Satan wants you to get scared. He wants you to forget about the promises that you have. And how does he do this? He does this through sense knowledge. He does this through sense knowledge. Now I'm going to go out on a limb here tonight and say that most of us here not, if not all of us, none of us are demon-possessed. Thanks for the amen there. Y'all really, y'all really backed me up on that, right? Right? He doesn't have you through demon possession, amen? amen? How does he get to you? Through sense knowledge. Through sense knowledge. He does this through the natural human mind. This is where he's going to come at you. This is how he's going to come at you. And looking at Romans chapter 8, when you understand the Greek word for flesh is sarkos, and it shows us how the battle lines are drawn between the human mind and sense knowledge, versus revelation knowledge and the recreated human spirit. Let me say that again. The battle line is drawn between the human mind and sense knowledge versus revelation knowledge and the recreated human spirit. So if you're new here tonight, maybe you're new to Christianity or maybe you're watching us and you're new to Christianity, you have to understand a simple fact. First of all, you have to understand that you are a spirit you have a soul, which is your mind, your will, and emotions, and you live in a body. This flesh that you see right here is not really all who you are. As a matter of fact, most of who you are is what? Your spirit man. Your spirit man. Everybody say, my spirit man. So you are a spirit. You have a soul, your mind, will, and emotions, but you live in a body. So the Bible clearly tells us that when, when somebody is not in relationship with God, they are spiritually dead. Their spirit man is dead. So when someone on a Sunday morning or someone in a service either makes a decision for Jesus Christ or asks Jesus Christ in their life, their body does not change, their mind does not change, their emotions do not change. What changes is their spirit man becomes alive in God. So now that spirit man is alive. But wait, so you still have to deal with a part of you 
that has not yet been glorified or transformed. And that is your soul and your what? Your flesh, your body, your physical body. Because how many will know if you go after what your physical body wants to do, you're going to be in trouble really, really quick. Really quick. And I tell teenagers this all the time, that most of what you hear on the top 100, the billboard, is all about what? It's about the flesh. It's about the flesh because that's where they live. They live in the flesh. We as Christians should not live with the flesh dominating us. We should live with that recreated being, our recreated spirit man living in domination. We should not live with our emotions dominating us. Now, how many of y'all know that's where a lot of the body of Christ is? <laughs> Emotionalism, being emotion. We, and listen, we have, this, we have this built into church lingo all the time. Well, did you feel the presence of God? Well, whether you felt it or not, guess what? His presence is what? Presence. It's here. Amen. It's here. Amen. Now, there are those times that we tangibly feel it in our physical body, and those are, those are wonderful times. But just because I don't feel it doesn't mean He's not here. Just because I'm not up here whooping, and screaming, and sweating, and got a handkerchief out, you know, and doing all that, doesn't mean what I'm saying to you is just as powerful, if not more powerful, than what you hear when someone's just screaming at you. You see, so people get caught up in the emotions, people get caught up in the mind, the intellectual aspect of it, and that is at war with your spirit man. So we have to learn how to train our spirit man to have the lead. Train our spirit man to have the dominion, to have the control. So whenever our flesh or whenever our mind, our will, and emotions do not line up with our spirit man, then we force it to line up. That's what we do. We don't deny that someone's fighting sickness. But what we command is, we command that body to line up with what the Word of God says. Right? We don't deny that you don't feel bad about something or maybe you don't feel emotional about something. We don't deny that you don't feel emotions. We all have emotions. We all feel different things at different times. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but some of y'all did not feel like going to work this morning. Especially some of y'all with kids who now the kids are sleeping in, and you're waking up, and you're, what are you doing? Going to work, right? My youngest son asked me the day after school was out, hey, Dad, can you take me fishing today? I go, Jackson, guess where I'm going? Where? To work. This is like a revelation to him, right? Oh, you, you still have to work? Yes, right? We don't walk by what? Feelings. We walk by our spirit man. But you have to train yourself to do this. And this is why Christianity is a personal relationship. There are things that we can do together as the body of Christ. We can come together and worship Him. We can come together and do things as a body of Christ. But a lot of what we do in Christianity is a personal relationship. In other words, I cannot train your human spirit for you. You have to train your own human spirit. I cannot get you to control your emotions. You have to control your own emotions. I cannot get you 
to act on the Word of God. You have to choose. You have to choose to act on the Word. I can guide you. I can encourage you. I can lead you. I can, I, can, I can be next to you saying, you can do it. You can do it, right? But I'm not there with you all the time. Praise the Lord. And not only that, but you have to make that choice. Tell your neighbor, say, you have to make that choice. All right, so let's look at this at Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 1. Romans chapter 8, starting in verse Now, if you read Romans chapter 7, he's talking about somebody that walks with the flesh, in that flesh. He talks about how the things I want to do, I can't do, I don't do. I want to do good, but then I end up doing this. And the end of Romans chapter 7, he says, but thanks be to God or our, our, of our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, we have the victory, Right? So then he goes right into Romans chapter 8, and he starts talking about how to overcome that flesh, how you have to, and listen, you have to begin to understand this, and you've got to begin to see this, and you've got to begin to think about these things whenever you're facing situations in your life. So you don't have to check your brain at the door. You can actually think as a Christian. So when a, a challenge comes your way, you have to ask yourself, okay, how am I going to respond to this? Right? How am I going to respond to this? There is therefore now no condemnation. There's what? No condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Everybody say amen to that. Amen, right? But what, 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 what? There's a qualifier here. There's a qualifier here who do not walk according to the flesh. They do not walk according to the what? The flesh. That's that Greek word sarkos, which means flesh or senses. Who does not walk according to the senses, but according to the what? The Spirit. According to the what? To the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Notice there, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and what? Death. You've heard, we've heard pastors talk about this before. There is a law of faith. There, is, there, there are laws in the word of God, right? And what does a law mean? A law means that it is true in every situation. So what, what the word is saying to you here is that there's a law of the spirit in other words, there's a way of action in the Spirit that it far outweighs and, way is, and is way better than that law of the flesh. The law of the flesh. And it goes on here and tells you the difference between the two. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. Everybody say, I'm free. I'm free. I'm glad to be free from your senses. Amen. Amen. I'm y'all glad to be free from your emotions. Amen. I mean, don't, don't identify who you are, but some of y'all have made a big messes in your life because you were really emotional. Right? Some Christians make big messes in their life because they get emotional. They say dumb things because they get emotional. They say things that are contrary to the Word of God because they get emotional. They get emotional and they do things that do not line up with the Word of God. So for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do 
in that it was weak through the flesh, through the senses, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh, in the senses. Everybody say, he condemned sin. Why did he do that? Why did he, con- he came down, he went through every emotion, he came down, the Bible says he was tempted in every way, tempted in every form, in every fashion, in every way. Why? He was tempted in every way, but yet was without what? Sin. To show us that there is a way out. Not to, not to, he did not come down so he could cry with us. He came down to give you the victory. To give you a way out. So you never say, he came for a way out. That's why I wish Christian music would stop singing about the problems all the time. Let's sing about the way out, amen? Amen. The sinful flesh on his account of sin, he condemns sin in the flesh, in the senses, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, in us. Uh Uh-oh, how many of y'all want to be a part of this us right here? There's a qualifier again. That the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh. We do not walk according to the senses, but according to what? According to what? According to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh, according to the senses, sarcos, set their minds on the things of the flesh, the things of the senses. You ever been around someone that was a champion warrior, not a warrior, a worrier. They can take the most simple circumstance and make it the biggest mountain you've ever seen in your entire life. Did you see what so-and-so just did? No? What did they do? They walked by me, they didn't say anything. Well, I wonder what I did. I wonder what happened. Boy I, boy, I wonder what they got against me. They got something. I know they got something against me. I mean, it just feeds, and it just feeds, and it just feeds, and it feeds itself, and it gets stronger and stronger and bigger and bigger till they are worrying about something that doesn't even need a second thought. But what? When their mind is on the senses, that's what their mind is what? Directed to. It's what it's directed to. So anything that comes along, anything that comes along, man, that's it. That's it. That's it. So the the man, for those who live according to the flesh, verse 5, for those who live according to flesh, according to the senses, set their minds on the things of the flesh, of the senses. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the what? The things of the what? Okay, now that is not that is not some sort of crazy, you know, okay, the spirit out. What what does what is the spirit there to back up? What does the Holy Spirit back up in our lives? The word. The The what? The The word. The word, the word, the word. So if we're living according to the Spirit, then we can say we're living according to what? The Word. 
the Word. The Word. The Word. So my daughter, when she was nine months old, she had cancer behind her ear, and she was delivered from that. Not a touch of it ever since, praise the Lord. Not a touch. Not a touch. We had to go back to the doctor for four years to prove it out. Not a touch. Right? She goes off to school the second semester. Well, she starts to have an earache. Well, and it wasn't just, by, and it wasn't just on both ears. It was, by, it was in that ear. In that ear. So what do you think my sense man wanted to do? Fear. Yeah. Fear. Fear. Absolutely. Worry. Absolutely. You better believe it. I'm a human being. That's my daughter. I'm a human being. I'm a father. Absolutely. 100%. But, but I don't live according to what? The senses. I don't live according to the flesh. I live according to the spirit man. And because I spend time daily building the Word of God into my heart, my spirit man stood up and said, no way, no how. Amen. Praise the Lord. No way. Nothing to think. Nothing to worry about. Nothing to think about. Nothing, nothing even, nothing to be concerned of. Nothing, 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 nothing. It's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing. It's nothing. And guess what it was? Guess what it was? Nothing. But see, that was an opportunity for my wife and I to start confessing the wrong things, start saying the wrong things, start flipping out. How about this? Start looking at the internet. That's the worst possible thing you can do. I mean, you could just have hit your hit your hand on the door, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you got some crazy in, incurable disease. Because of the symptoms. What are my symptoms? I mean, you know, call them Google doctors, right? I mean, just Googling everything, right? I mean, you can go on and on and on and on. You can feed that, you can feed that, you can feed that, you can feed that. Because if that's what you're feeding, then that's where, you're, that's where the direction you're going to go. But if you have the Word of God built into your heart, your spirit man is going to rise up and take dominion over that situation. Now listen, I've been living for the Lord since October 27th, 1990. And I still, I still have to remind myself of who I am in Christ on a continual basis. You know, whenever we have 5 a.m. prayer on Friday morning and Saturday mornings, and whenever we have some new men that come to prayer, uh, you can always tell, you can always tell that the first couple of times they're trying to figure out, okay, what are they, what are they doing here? What's, what's, this is not like a prayer service that I've usually been to, you know? Because uh, usually, you know, most prayer, prayer, prayer times, you know, they're making a big scene, they're doing all kinds of stuff, but we just, we pray individually for 50 minutes, and what are we doing? Most of us, what are we doing? We're confessing the word over our lives. We're confessing the word over our lives. Confessing the word over our lives. Speaking the word over our lives. Speaking it, speaking it, speaking it. You mean you speak the same scriptures? Absolutely. Because his promises don't change. Right? 
I mean, his promises don't change. So, you know, over time, I've built certain scriptures that I, I have a certain progress I make. I got a certain progression I make. There's some scriptures I, I quote every single day talking about God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? See, I remind myself of that every single day. Why? Because I'm telling my sense man, get down because I'm walking by my spirit today. I'm walking by my spirit man today. I choose and I'm training up and I'm building up my spirit, man, every single day. Every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. Does he ever get boring? No, because the word of God is living and active. Amen. And then as I'm confessing these scriptures over my life, you'd be amazed how many times the spirit of God comes in and says something, or he directs me towards something, or he directs me towards to pray for somebody. You would be amazed. That's more spiritual than me running around this church five times. It's way more spiritual. Because when you have your mind controlled by the Spirit, when you have your mind set on what the Spirit desires, what the Spirit says, what the Word of God says, and this is, this is, this is the issue, this is the problem. This is the problem. Because if you don't train your human spirit after you become born again, praise God we're born again. But if you don't start training your, your spirit after you become born again by acting on the Word. By doing what? By doing what? Acting on the Word. Then your human spirit is going to lose to the senses every single day time every single time so when I say these scriptures when I'm confessing these scriptures what I'm doing is I'm storing them up in my heart I'm storing them up in my heart I'm storing them in my spirit man so that when a challenge comes my way when I face something that's what pops out that's what comes to my mind that's what comes to the top not how I feel not my emotions You deal with people, you're going to deal with emotions. Can I get a witness? There's times sometimes I feel myself getting emotional. I just got to say, nope, 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 nope. The Word of God says, blah, 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 blah. And what does it do? Man, it swats that emotion down pretty darn quick. It'll keep your attitude right. It'll keep your attitude straight. It'll keep you going down the right path instead of veering off because you understand that you are the sum total of every decision you've ever made. So if you are not where you want to be, then you need to start what? Changing your decisions. Well, it's easy. How many know it's easy in this room right here to make a decision to say, yes, I'm going to listen, and yes, I agree with that. Yes, yes, yes. But the real power is walking in that victory when you're facing something in your own life or you're facing something in your family or you're facing a challenge and you stand up and you are in your home or you're in your room or you're in your car or you just got to pull yourself, go to the bathroom for a minute and tell yourself, nope, 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 I'm not doing this. I'm walking by what the Word of God says and the Word of God says this 
and you start to train your human spirit to be louder than everything else, you will make better decisions. And when you make better decisions, you'll walk in greater blessing. And when you walk in great, see, some of y'all don't believe, some of y'all believe you got to have your hands laid on you to have greater blessings. No, you just need to start making better decisions. You don't need anybody. Your head, your head is so dirty to all the hands that have been laid on you, all the hands that have been laid on you over and over and over. No, 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 no. You just need to start making better decisions. Amen. See, most people don't, they don't want to hear that. They want, yeah, they want to hear that I can take some water here and over the congregation all of a sudden, everybody. Walks in supernatural blessing. You want me to tell you what walks in supernatural blessing? Is when you make good decisions. When you start saving money. When you start tithing. That's spiritual act. Because you're telling your, you're telling your mind to shut up. I'm giving and I'm sowing a seed because I know what I sow will return to me multiplied. How many of y'all know? That's a spiritual act, isn't it? That's a spiritual act. I know y'all have never been an offering before where your mind said, don't do it, don't do it. You don't got it, don't do it. What about this? What about that? What about this? What about... I, we, I know y'all have never been in that situation whatsoever. But see, that's where your spirit man's got to stand up and say, no, the Word of God says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will God cause men to give into your life. Then you become a cheerful giver. But see, that's, that's you training your what? Your human spirit with the Spirit of God, with what the Word of God says about your life. Verse 6, for to be carnally minded, that's also the word, that's also the word sarcos, to be carnally minded, to walk by the senses, is death. It is what? Death. It is what? Death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Wow. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritual minded is life and peace. The literal translation of this is for the mind of the senses is under the dominion of spiritual death. Spiritual death. You ever been around a relative that they could not get out of their own way? They had a blessing come in their life and then they screw it up. They got a good marriage going and what do they do? Mess it up. They got this going on and what do they do? Mess it up. This is what Satan does. He has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you may have life. That word life there is the word Zoe, the God kind of life. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full or have it more abundantly. So you have to understand that when you walk by the senses, the end result is trouble. It is death. The end result is death. But if you will walk by the Spirit, man, it'll be life and, how about this, peace. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know, walking by the Spirit, 
forgiving someone. How I many that brings a lot more peace? Whether you're sitting there the whole entire service, seeing them across the room and just, just angry the whole time. Right? How many of y'all know, how many of know walking by the Spirit, man, walking in love is a lot better, is a lot better than going around trying to fight your own battles and trying to do your own thing and trying to make this right and trying to make that right. Man, we're in our daily Bible reading, I'm playing a little catch up and I, we're in 2 Kings and the life of Elisha, oh my gosh, talking about walking in victory, man, Elisha, holy cow, talking about, I mean, he was in the Old Testament, he was in the Old Testament. He was way more spiritual than a lot of New Testament Christians. They could not ruffle his feather. They could not get him upset. They could not get him stirred up. They tried in so many different ways to get him all stirred up. And he said, no, the Lord says this. No, the Lord says that. They're sitting there. They're in a siege. They're, the city is surrounded. People are eating their own children. And he's sitting in a room Lounging in his chair, just chilling out. You can't, you can't do that. You can't do that in the natural. There's no amount of positive motivational thinking that will get you past that position. And that's the Old Testament. That's Old Testament. We have a better covenant. I said, we have a better covenant. So the life and peace, life and peace. Look at verse 7. Because the carnal mind, the sarcos, the flesh, the senses, is enmity against what? God. God. It, can't, it doesn't submit to God. It doesn't submit to God. It doesn't submit to God. It doesn't submit to the Word. It doesn't submit to the ways. You can hear the Word, but they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. Because if you walk by the senses, it goes against what the Word says. How about this? For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So whatever challenge you're facing, you know what God, you know how God views it? Light and momentary. So while you're all wrapped up in the challenge... Oh my gosh, when's this ever going to end? The Bible says, for your light and momentary troubles are achieving for you an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And this is why people are offended by the word. And this is why some people do not love the truth and do not want the truth. Because they want to, they just make, they just make stuff up. They say they're spiritual, but they don't know the word of God. And they just make stuff up. I mean, they should just be writing for Disney is what they should be doing. It's the same thing. They just make stuff up. It's, no, it's not biblically based. It's not biblically based. It doesn't, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. Listen, if it helped... For us to get all in a circle and cry, we'd be all be crying right now. But it doesn't work. Tell your neighbor, say it doesn't work. What works? The Word of God works. The Word of God works. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Take sickness and disease out of our midst. 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. <laughs> I have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit that is from God, so that I may understand what he has freely given me. I mean, we could go, we could go on and on and on and on. And see, when you hear the word of God, your spirit man gets stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And all your, the senses just go down and down and down and down and down. And that's why it's important that you've got to train yourself to be godly. Everybody say, I've got to train myself to be godly. Everybody say, I've got some work to do. That's how I feel about it sometimes. You get up in the morning, you, want to, you go out and pray, you, you start confessing your scriptures, I'm going to work. Amen. I'm going to work. I'm training. I'm training. I'm training. I'm training. I want my heart right. Because the carnal mind, verse 7, because the carnal man, mind, the sense is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor, nor indeed can be. So then, we who are in, excuse me, those who are in the flesh, the senses, cannot please God. Amen. Cannot please God. Cannot what? Say this, say, if I walk in my senses, I cannot please God. Now, we're not talking about walking across the street. We're not talking about it's hot outside, so you shouldn't come with a fur coat on. We're not talking about being dumb. We're talking about when it comes to the Word of God active in your life. You cannot walk by the senses and please God. You can tell them your hard luck story, you can cry, you can beg, you can fast, you can do whatever you want to do. But as long as you are stuck in the senses, you cannot please God. You won't. You won't please Him. You won't please Him. You won't please Him. And I don't know about you, but one of my big goals in life is to please God. That's, you want to know what everyone wants to do tomorrow? I want to please God. Because if I please God, everything else is going to fall into place. Amen. Amen. Because how many of y'all know, you can't please man. Everybody say, it's never enough. It's never enough. It's never enough for man. But you can please God. You can please God. So those who are in the flesh cannot please God. The NIV says, those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. God. And I am completely out of time, so we're going to have to pick up there next week. Everybody say, thank you, Father God. I'm walking by your word. I believe in your word. I'm training my spirit, man, to be strong in your word. And as I act on your word, as I get stronger in your word, not only will I see blessings in my own life, but it will be a sign to others that you are alive and you are real and will lead others to Christ. Amen. Amen.